0: be aware. All I'm saying, you never know what someone's going through. Just because they look happy doesn't make it true. Hopefully this podcast will help you see you are not alone, you at least got me. We are more alike than you may know, but if we stay quiet, we will never grow. Don't so ever give up because you got this. If you quit, think of all the opportunities that you could miss. listen to others just to be aware all i'm saying you never know what someone's going through just because they look happy doesn't make it true hopefully this podcast will help you see you are not alone you at least got me we are more alike than you may know but if we stay quiet we will never grow don't ever give up because you got this if you quit think of all the opportunities that you could miss Hey everybody and welcome to Authentic Points of View. I'm Danielle Boer, your host. Hey, what's up? Uh, So I'm excited about today. I always tell you like why I wanted to do this and sometimes it's selfish. Okay. (laughs) Today is one of those times. (laughs) Sometimes it's like, oh, they're so cool. I want to talk to them. It has nothing to do with me, but this time it's for a selfish reason, but also because she's amazing. So I'm really excited about this guest, if you can't tell, because I'm, again, being selfish. So um, I saw her on this group, and I just really like am impressed by everything she's done, and you'll find out why in a second. So Dr. Danielle Brew is a family medicine and obesity medicine physician life coach, and yoga teacher. She completed her medical education at Morehouse School of Medicine in Atlanta, Georgia, and she expanded her knowledge into coaching and learning yoga as a tool to decrease the symptoms of burnout and to help her maintain her 100-pound weight loss. woo That's amazing. Okay, so that's why I'm excited, y'all. Lots of reasons. And again, selfishly, I always say what I have in common with people. You know, her family's from Atlanta; that's where I live, kind of. So, all right, now welcome Danielle to the show.
1: Thank you so much, my name twin, for having me here.
0: <laughs> Yay! Thank you. I told McKenna, uh, my daughter, that you, um, I like her name's exactly like mine, and then I said with a T, and she goes, "That's not exact." <laughs> but she's right but it is i mean there's not that many names that are like that like you can't say fan yell i mean maybe somebody is one i don't know oh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah right they probably have every letter with it um so i'm so excited thank you so much for being here and um again a little bit of selfishness here cuz i want to learn what you what what you've done so let's just get started i'm so excited So how long uh, have you, like, so, okay, you went to a couple of schools, but how long total did you go to school to uh, be a family physician?
1: That's a good question. Um, We'll calculate it together. Okay. (laughs) I went to undergrad at Georgia Southern, and that was four years. Okay. And then, then right after undergrad, I didn't get into med school. So I went and got a master's degree because, of course, more education. So that was oh. two more years. I have a master's degree in biology. So that's six years. Uh-huh. Then I did get into med school. That's when I ended up at Morehouse. Um, so that's four years. So now we're at 10. And then I did my residency in family medicine. And that's three years. So 13. Is that correct? Four, four, two, three. Yeah,
0: 13. Mm-hmm. Oh, my! Whoa! <laughs> um, first of all, I just want to say, good for you <laughs> for that's a lot yeah. of years of your life without yeah. not like and so I have a question. This is too personal, you don't have to answer it. But how do you get through that much schooling and survive like financially? How do you do that? Like I mean, like make a living, like how do you balance it all?
1: Yeah. So a lot of it, I had student loans for and still have student loans for and will probably have student loans for a long time. I worked during undergrad and then I also worked during grad school. And then towards the end of med school, when I was done with a lot of my clinical training, there was I finished a lot of my clinical training a few months before I graduated. I worked some then. So a lot of the way I was able to sustain myself was through like student loans and really having a good budget, things like that.
0: Wow. I'm impressed because nursing school was hard enough, but it was only a few years. So I can only imagine. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Now, another personal question, if you don't mind. Did you have, do you have kids or anything? Or so did you have kids when you were going to school? So no, I
1: don't have kids right now. Um, okay. I am, um, I just got married. Actually my one year anniversary is October 9th. Yes. So yes, uh, we're very excited about that. We'll be actually some kind of surprise celebration we're doing. I don't know what it is, but oh. anyway, yeah. So oh, that's, that's nice. Yeah. I'm excited about that. But anyway, I did not have, or do not have children. Hopefully we'll have children, um, at some point soon. Um, but no, I did not have to worry about that. But I did make sure that with all the studying that I had a balance. Because I like to dance. I like to go out. I was in my 20s, early 30s. Um, that's one of the reasons why I chose Morehouse because it was in Atlanta. And I mm-hmm. wanted to be able to just go out and be with people and enjoy myself when I had breaks. So that was great.
0: I'm, I'm Again, I'm proud of you because I feel like I feel like there's no time, and I only did nursing school, but I feel like there's no time to do anything because you're doing so much studying and then like, yeah, when you get into clinicals and so good for you for having a balance. And we'll talk about that later with what, you know, what you do and what you teach, which is amazing. So Mm -hmm. I asked you about the kid thing because I had three kids at the time when I was going to nursing school. and. That balancing that with school, with at first I was working, oh, it was yeah. a lot. So, um, so that's why I asked, All right, what is your favorite thing about being a family uh, physician?
1: I love having the opportunity to provide care for literally the entire family. At one point during residency, so that was just the training part, I Remember, I delivered, well, I did prenatal care for a woman and, of mm-hmm. course, delivered her baby because that's what we do in family medicine. We deliver babies. Uh-huh. And then one day I was talking to her and she was like, you know, you take care of my grandma. I'm like, what? Uh-huh. I take care of your grandma? It's and so her cool. grandma was actually one of my patients. So uh, literally, and and her daughter, I ended up taking, well, I'm sorry, the grandmother's daughter. So it was my patient's aunt, the aunt. I guess they're all my patients. Anyway, it was a lot of family. And that's how it was. Even when um, all the practices I've worked in, except for the one I'm at now, because it's more specialized, but it's generations that I work with. And there's something special when one person trusts you with their care, and then they tell their family members, you need to go to this person. I think that's the ultimate sign of respect and trust.
0: Absolutely. I actually was going to say that. That's absolutely right because, um, because I'm in the industry. Well, I work in a recovery room, but I'm a nurse and I've done a lot of different things. So that's true because it can go the opposite way. <laughs> Don't ever use this doctor, right? So that's beautiful that you're so, um, your bedside manner has to be great. You're great at what you do because they're, really referral is the best thing, you know, for you. I mean, that's amazing. You can advertise as much as you want. But like we said, one thing somebody can say negative could sear off a lot of people, unfortunately, more than something positive, you know. Um, But that's really great. I think that's so awesome. And I wasn't really familiar too much with, uh and I know I'm a nurse, but I work in hospitals all the time. So I wasn't really familiar with how the family medicine works. Cause I used to go to like a primary care, but it's not one that my kids could go, you know, they went to a pediatrician and stuff like that. So that's really cool. That means that you are well-rounded and you know about basically everything you have to, and you deliver what in the, that's so cool. That's cool that you deliver babies too. You are yeah, amazing. don't
1: deliver them now. I stopped okay. at the residency because I treasure my sleep. <laughs> 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 don't wake me up in the middle of the night. Like if you oh, want to see I'm pretty much a nice person, but if you want to see an angry Tanya, wake me up in the middle of the night.
0: <laughs> oh man, I understand. Well, that's the thing with um do they wake you up in the middle of the night like if your patients get admitted though to the hospital or mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
1: Mm. So as part of the training you, uh, it's continuity of care. So you do all the prenatal care. And when they come in to deliver, as long as if you're in town, you deliver that baby, you come in and you deliver the baby. And I was fortunate enough to be able to deliver, I believe I got to 80. And of my continuity patients, I think I only missed three or four deliveries because one just came like ridiculously quick. And then the other one, they came early. I was out of town and I can't remember the last one, but I, if I'm going to do something, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to try my darndest to do it.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Oh yeah. But no, there's no sleep. Uh, Babies don't care what time they come.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They don't care. They will stay in the womb for as long as they want. You're sitting there trying to push this. Well, help the pregnant woman push the baby out and I'm like oh my goodness and you don't want to rush it because it's a process it's beautiful yeah
0: (laughs) I understand no I understand um my poor doctor had to wait the whole day like she worked in the office and was delivering babies and my last I have several kids but my last daughter she was stuck on my pelvic bone we didn't know so they Mm -hmm. kept giving me pitocin and pitocin and then the epidural network so I was in the worst pain I could feel everything and so finally it got to the point where I had it was like I think seven or nine o'clock at night and it's been since six in the morning and then I was tired and frustrated because I was trying and then they were going to do see it was a hot mess but the doctor I know she was tired she was like sitting there playing candy crush they said I was like just hurry up and help me but I mean I understand because that's a long that's crazy um and I work with a lot of anesthesiologists that also do labor and deli- they do everything in the hospital so I understand that's it's a lot um, so how did so did COVID affect your practice at all? And what adjustments did you guys have to make to protect yourself and your staff? Oh,
1: COVID was, was, is, uh, it was such a big factor in family medicine. Um, and just a little backstory on me of course, I'm a doctor, my husband is a teacher. So I felt like within a moment, our whole life changed. So we moved into the house that I'm in right now, Mm -hmm. um, February, I think it's like February 20 something, 2020, and then (laughs) quarantine and everything happened about two or so weeks later. So it, it was like, we moved into this house. We barely, like barely unpacked and cleaned up our old house. And then they said, oh, now he has to learn how to teach virtual. And then I have to have all the masks and we had some of the first COVID cases in my clinic that I worked in at the time. And we didn't know a lot about everything. People had a lot of questions and it was very, very frustrating. Um, And it led to a burnout in me and burnout in a lot Mm -hmm. of different people. Um, And it just added to a lot of stress and fear. I think for a good year, year and a half, I was at stress level 10 for like every day because normally I go to work, I take care of patients, and I feel like I'm doing great and then I can come home and do what I need to do. But during the height of COVID, I was going to work, taking care of patients the best I can, but I'm scared because yeah. they're coughing. We barely, like They were giving us just surgical masks, even though... Mm -mm. We had COVID patients everywhere, even in the family medicine clinic. People will call back and say, oh, yeah, COVID. Well, I just saw you. And no one really had masks on like that. Um, And I kept fearing that I am going to bring something back home to my husband, and then he's going to take it to school. And that was just a constant fear and thought that was, frankly, exhausting.
0: Oh, my gosh. I can imagine. Um, Again, I have Experience, but I'm super blessed because I work in a recovery room, so we weren't seeing it a lot as much as on the floor, the ICU, and all that stuff. I can't even imagine. I have so many friends that worked in an ICU, and mentally it affected them so much because Mm -hmm. they were taking care of patients that they would get to know, and then they were passing away, and they had to change stuff every day. They were learning with, with the process, like every day. And then there was shortage of everything, and I think again there's starting to be a shortage of stuff again. But um, so it's really it's a lot, and so um, I only take care of COVID patients every once in a while. Even when it was happening, it wasn't as I mean we had some, but some of the cases they try to stop them if Mm -hmm. it was an emergency. But sometimes they would do a COVID patient that was getting toe surgery. And I'm like, why? This is not an emergency. Yeah, right. I know. I'm Mm -hmm. like, "Mm, okay, Um, this makes no sense. But anyways, you know, I'm just a nurse. (laughs) So, all right. Now, okay. How did you lose 100 pounds? I want to know (laughs) for myself. Well,
1: honestly, it was a journey. So the journey really started for me, I believe it was during grad school. So that was before med school, before residency, and then in between after undergrad um, and going to med school, that two years, I had a doctor's appointment and my doctor said, well, he was not a nice doctor at the time. Let me just say that. He just said, you're fat and you're trying to go into healthcare, but you're not healthy. And Okay, again, not a graceful way of saying it. I would literally (laughs) never say that to any human. But what I did take from that conversation is I am going to be taking care of people, but I'm not taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. So though I do not like the way he said it, I appreciate the opportunity, like the shift that happened in me. So once I really kind of lived that, I was like, okay, well, well, where the heck do I want to start? Um, so I, well, I've done a few diet, oh no, sorry, that's med school. Anyway, um, I started very slowly. I started with just not eating, cause I used to go to a place where they had free cookies. I was like, I'm not going to eat the free cookies anymore. Step one, that helped me out a lot. Then I said, well, I'm going to need to eat some vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time I only like green beans and greens. So I made sure that I incorporated vegetables in my lunch and dinner. And it was just green beans and greens at first. I loved sodas and juice. So I switched to drinking mostly water as my drink of choice. And then I also had to find some kind of physical activity that I liked. And if someone told me I had to walk on a treadmill to be skinny or to be healthy, uh uh-uh, uh, not gonna happen. But I knew I loved to dance. So I started going to a Zumba class and fell in love, like awesome. absolutely incredibly in love. And so then I started going to Zumba class and that was my physical activity. And so little by little, I was layering these things in. It wasn't like, oh, well, this is my diet plan. I did all at once. No, I literally just started with the cookies for a while, not eating the cookies. Then I said, okay, let me eat some vegetables. And then, so I just knew like basic foundations of things that I needed because this was way before I had any kind of training. Um, And that's where I started my journey. And from there, I just became more curious. I'm like, okay, I think I would like more vegetables now. And I just start exploring other vegetable options to eat. Um, I never went into any of this to say, oh, I want to lose 100 pounds. No, I just wanted to be a little bit more healthy. It just happened to be that that's how much I lost over a period of time. I've tried every single diet medication, prescription medication, over-the-counter medication in the book. Most of them, some of them are okay. Some of the prescription medicines are okay, like um, the Phentermine for short term. But with any medication, at the end of it, you still have to have the lifestyle background. So you still have to have the nutrition component. You still have to have the physical activity. Got to be able to sleep. Um, Different things like that. So for me, I said, I want to make sure that I set my life up. So it's like, I'm not dieting all the time. It's just kind of what I do. And I also gave myself lots of time to do it. Like it took me a couple years to get to this point. And that's what I did.
0: Okay. Awesome. I was going to ask you when I lost 85 pounds, I think it took like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, that's what I feel like when people do it really, really fast, then it comes back really, really fast sometimes. Yeah. So that's so awesome. Good for you. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of you. It's hard. Um, and dancing is very fun. So that's smart of you to say like, what do I want to do? I don't want to go lift weights every single day. That's not going to be productive. So that's really cool. And, um, so it took you like a couple years. Good. Now, how long have you kept it off now?
1: So I got to the hundred pound mark. Oh, it was around my wedding time. So almost a year. Oh wow! Yeah, it's been almost a year. Yeah, I had been at so right before my wedding, I was around two hundred pounds, and I was pretty great at two hundred pounds. But then I had way less stress because I shifted jobs and. I tried I shifted my regimen a little bit and then I ended up losing 30 more pounds and that's what got me to the 100 pound weight loss. And I've just pretty much stayed at this weight for a year now.
0: Awesome. That's really great. So um that that's funny because when I lost the 85 pounds, I got down to like 190 something, and I looked good and I was ha- I was okay with it. I was like in a 14, and some people would say oh, that's heavy. And like, to me, I was comfortable. So I didn't care, you know? Um, So yeah, it's whatever. You you look amazing, by the way. Uh, but it's whatever your body needs. Some people don't need to be a size two, four, six. That's too small for people. Yeah. So yeah. okay. Now, you talked about diet and exercise. Do you feel like it's a combination of both Like equally, or do you think one is more important than the other?
1: I would say that the nutrition is probably 75%. And then the exercise is about 25%.
0: Okay. Awesome. I love that. So that's something I need to work on too. (laughs) Again, I talk about myself too much, but yeah. Yeah. And- yeah.
1: And when it comes to nutrition, you can start by making it easier for yourself. So for most people, we're not eating enough. You, okay. So what I tell people is you want to make it so you're not hungry as much. Step one, because mm-hmm. if you're hungry and craving stuff all the time, it's going to be really hard to maintain any kind of diet or nutrition plan that you're on. So step one is starting to drink lots of water because that's going to keep you full. Cool. Okay. Step two is to see where you can add in more protein. Whether it's a protein drink, whether you're eating more meat or Mm -hmm. really starting to dive into the more protein, because that's going to also keep your blood sugar stable and keep you full. And then step three is adding in the vegetables, because when you add in the vegetables, you have more fiber and that fiber is also going to keep you full. Okay, That's pretty much my strategy in life. I want to keep things like foods and drinks that's going to keep me full. So I'm not craving things all the time.
0: That makes 100% sense. So I love it. Okay, I don't want to keep talking about myself, but everybody knows that I always (laughs) add myself into it. So with definitely those one and two are my problems because I was vegetarian for a while Mm -hmm. and I gained 10 pounds. So Mm -hmm. I definitely don't drink enough water and I probably haven't even had a whole bottle today, which is not good. Because at one point I was drinking half of my body weight in water when I was losing the weight. Yeah. And also I definitely don't get enough protein because most of the time I try not to eat um meat and so balancing that is very hard and I know like you can't really lose weight without protein and definitely you need water for a million things. So <laughs> those two things that you said it's like you were talking personally to me. <laughs> no, I need to no. Thank you. Good job. No, seriously, I really do. Those are things that I already know to do. I just, I don't know. And then it's like, there's no excuse because I wasn't at the hospital today. I was off. But when I'm at the hospital, there is an excuse because you don't have time to drink mm-hmm. water. You know, you don't have time to go to the bathroom sometimes. Uh, <laughs> so that's, you know, but some people do make, they do drink it. They do get at least most of their intake they're supposed to now that's what i was taught so i was taught that it's half of your body weight in um mls of water is that right or
1: so for most people i try to just tell them at least do 64 ounces because if you're right at one bottle right now the thought of doing half your body weight in water is just a Ooh. lot <laughs> yeah so if you need 64 ounces that's great another thing that's helpful is like i I don't know if I said this or not, but I keep my water bottle with me at all times. It's literally here, right here. It's in arm's reach. I have a bottle that keeps my water cool, and I put stickers all on it. It just makes it more fun for me. And it goes with me everywhere I go. So I am literally drinking on water at all times. I always have water available to me because it just comes with me wherever I go. I feel naked if I don't have my water bottle.
0: (laughs) That's well. Then I'm naked a lot. No, I'm just, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're a nudist.
0: Yes, I am a nudist. Uh, uh, uh I am a plus size nudist. Let's just say. <laughs> Sorry, I'm silly. But no, I want to touch on what you said because that's exactly how I feel all the time. Is that I'm taking care of people, and when I was smaller, I felt like what I was saying they took more serious. But when you're bigger. Um, And I'm well over, not to tell, I tell all my business, this is definitely personal. I'm well over 200 pounds, okay? And so it gets to the point where I feel like people are looking at me for that and they might not even be. You know, when I'm on stage, I don't like being the biggest one. First of all, there's not that many females and then I'm bigger. So I get very self-conscious about it. And, um, but I'm the one that can change it, right? So I'm the only one that can change it. And I'm the only one that it's probably bothering. So, (laughs) but yeah, so that's, that's the thing. I agree with you on that. Like I, I just feel like, you know, or just like respiratory therapists that smoke. I don't get it. That's like, I don't get that. I mean, I'm not judging anyone. Sorry, everybody. I'm not, I'm not a basher. I always say we're not a lot of bash. I'm not bashing you. If you're a respiratory therapist that smokes, I'm just saying, just like I'm a, I'm, Overweight, and I am a nurse, and I'm telling people that, but anyway, so I'm just saying, like, it makes people look at you like, huh, you know, like you're trying to tell me what to do, and you obviously don't know what to do. And so, yeah, um, but again, I'm trying, I need to work on it. I really do. There's so many things I need to work on, and um, I need to, and also, I want to say, we're gonna transition to another thing, and this is exactly what is true and i'm excited to talk to you about it because mentally if you're not right mentally then you won't be successful in anything you want to do you have to be in here has to be correct before you can move on to fix anything else so i've always wanted to do uh yoga so what part of the journey did you add yoga and meditation in
1: Okay, so they came in two different times. Okay, I did my first yoga class during grad school because they had a yoga class in the same gym, (laughs) but I did a power yoga like advanced power yoga class. Guess I didn't really read the description. Terrible experience. (laughs) Do not recommend for a new person trying yoga. Within about 10 minutes, I wanted to vomit, but um, I end up going to another yoga class later. And I enjoyed it. And periodically, I would add in yoga to what I do because I just love the feeling at the end. During it, I'm like, Ooh, okay, whatever, I'm doing my best. But at the end, we we're just laying down on the um, ground in shavasana, oh, love it so much. And then um, during, I think it was in June, June, July, I stopped working at my previous full-time job and I just took a break, took a break from everything, burned out, all that. And I did a yoga teacher training. I just kept having this desire, do a yoga teacher training. And it was so amazing. I really learned what yoga is and how it works and what it could do for your body. And I was more comfortable with the stretches and I knew what the postures meant. And I knew that I like gentle yoga or slower yoga, um, yin yoga, where you're just holding the poses for a while or restorative, Uh, so beautiful. And now I'm like a yogi, literally tomorrow, I'll be going to another yoga class. And I try to do some kind of yoga or stretching every day. And then the meditation came in during residency. One of my attendings told me about this online, I think it was Deepak Chopra and Oprah had an online yoga, I'm sorry, an online meditation program. And it's like 20 minutes a day. I'm like, okay, I'll try it. And I was hooked since then. I try my best to meditate at least 10 to 15 minutes as soon as I wake up in the morning because I feel like it sets my brain up because I do have ADD or ADHD, whatever letters you want to put there. (laughs) It calms my brain down enough to put me on the right track. It's up to me to stay on the right track. But in the morning, it at least starts me in the right direction in a calm way. And I appreciate it.
0: That's beautiful. And again, selfish Danielle right now. Uh, So my, oh my gosh, I wonder if he's listening. So my boyfriend has been telling me for four years now to meditate. Yeah. And my sister does yoga every day. I'm a stubborn person. So it's not that I don't, I know those things will be helpful, so that's really awesome that you said that because that pertains to me, and i'm um I know that I have a d h d so or a d d whatever like you said, whatever letters you wanna say uh, so I tried meditating um before, and the funny thing is I was telling my sister. I didn't like how I felt afterwards. I was like, I felt weird. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, my head felt felt weird. Like, and she was like, probably because you were calm for the first time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know that feeling. So it was very
1: strange. It is a real thing. When I am done with like a not even an intense yoga classes, with most yoga classes, Mm -hmm. my brain almost feels somewhat empty. I remember I went to oh, a yoga wow. class and then I was going to lunch with a friend and she was just asking me all these questions and they were like, I was being talking. I'm like, y'all gotta give me a minute. My brain needs to fill back <laughs> up like how it is normally because I just went to yoga and I'm pretty just like, just empty. and I, I call it empty because not with the way my brain works, their thoughts going all the time. Oh yeah. I'm mean, Literally. Me too. There thoughts everywhere. Uh-huh. But after I meditate, and right after a yoga class, it's not as many. So I feel just like this le- this uh, feeling of calm, but I just don't hear as much noise literally in my brain.
0: That's got to be what it was because I was like, I don't know this. It's weird. It felt so weird. Like it felt like tingly or weird. And like, I was like. I don't know, like, and it's not bad. I'm not, please don't anybody think that I'm saying it's a bad thing. I think it's very great, but it's something I wasn't used to. So I responded with, oh, like, I was just confused. And so it's it was guided meditation because I don't know how to do it. Um, But, like, it was confusing to me because I was like, right, I wasn't thinking as much. And so that's good. That's good. I need it. But I, I kind of think it just like, I don't know. I thought maybe I did it wrong. Cause I was like, why do I feel weird? Like, and so, um, yeah. So my boyfriend, um, he does like, he meditates for 30 minutes. That's a long time, but he also has done yoga and stuff. And so we're two different people. We have two different minds that he is a very calm, chill person and, my brain is like yours and I'm always thinking like that's why I don't sleep very well Um, so it definitely will help and I, that's why I was excited to talk to you because um especially I didn't know that you have ADD so that's really cool because you're literally helping me like the same you know you're helping me really a lot because we're similar so um I really appreciate that and I'm and sorry was- everybody that I'm selfish but go ahead <laughs>
1: you're helping me because I um, was really thinking, do I want to do like a short course on just like meditation and yoga? So, like, once a week or maybe twice a week, we come together and do something like that, like online. Yeah. And today is the yesterday oh. I talked about it with somebody, and now I'm talking about it with you, uh-huh. and I feel like that's. That may or may not be the next course. I already have a course that I planned on developing, like a group course,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but the meditation yoga might come first because I feel like with the holidays coming, New Year coming, everyone just having a moment to pause and to practice it in a, a safe way because I'm not going to have you doing any kind of crazy legs. Doing yeah, no, like scary. <laughs> the basics of yoga, I might do that. I'm going to sit with it.
0: No, I think if things get manifested or if things, if you thought of something and somebody says something and then somebody else says something, that's like a message mm-hmm. for you. I can hear. I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, I feel like that's, you know, that's saying, yeah, that's probably the right thing for you. And if you do it, I want to join. Um, so now you said, so how, uh, this is a weird question, but how does it help you maintain your um, weight loss? Is it like the breathing or does it just keep you grounded or how does it help you?
1: All the above. So it does keep me grounded. A lot of times with me, I'm a stress eater. So if I am stressed out about, it doesn't matter what it is, I'm going to eat. But with the yoga and meditation, it helps to bring my stress level down so that I don't have a lot of the cravings that I had before because I'm not stressed out.
0: Okay. Well, that's really good because this is all, see, this is all for me too because I feel like this is everything, but he's going to be frustrated because he's going to be like, you listen to everybody but me <laughs> because he's been telling me this for years. But yeah, that definitely is exactly how I am. That's what I was saying. I don't go to alcohol, I don't go to drugs. I go to food and that's not good, but that's, that's my outlet. That's my like addiction. I can guess I can say, because even when I'm eating healthier, which I've been trying to, I still can eat too much, right? You can still eat too much. You can still indulge in things that you like, or have an overabundance of things or I eat late at night. And so, yeah. There's things. Yeah. Not good. Did you say how long you've been a yoga teacher? I can't remember if you said, I think you probably have. So Cause I then have, I won't ask you again. So no,
1: no, no, you're fine. Okay. I just finished my yoga teacher training in July. So just for a couple months.
0: Awesome. Okay. So do you teach at a specific place or do you have a studio that you go to?
1: So I don't teach at a studio right now. Right now, I just incorporate it into the coaching I do with Brew Wellness Collective. Um, And like we were saying before, um, I was thinking about doing just a a yoga slash meditation group coaching experience. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think I'm going to make that into a reality.
0: Yay. So uh, how long have you been um, a life coach then? Around the same time? or?
1: That I, my training for life coaching, it took me about a year to complete. And I finished that one around June, May. No, I'm sorry. It was May of this year. So May 2022.
0: Okay. That's so awesome. So I feel like I'm talking to myself, but in doctor form (laughs) because you're a doctor. But that's, I'm starting, going to start doing a life coaching, uh, certification too. So (laughs) that's really cool. Um, how do you think it's helped you in your practice? Let, let alone like not even the patients, but just you like, um, be able to help people more like as a doctor.
1: Yes. So the reason why I actually went into it because at the time I was working in an obesity medicine clinic, And I wanted to be able to use some of the health because my certification is I'm a health coach and a life coach. Awesome. So I wanted to be able to help people to create plans and structures and habits so that whatever their goal is, it could be sustainable for them. Mm -hmm. So it's helped me. You asked me about myself or my patients, myself. Yourself first. Yeah. With myself. It helped me to ask better questions and to be more curious about my own habits when I set goals. What do I need to attain them? When I get stuck, you I do have my own coach. We actually have several coaches, but I a lot of the times I can coach myself out of a situation because I can see where I am limiting myself or I'm I'm believing an old belief or I'm getting stuck or I'm trying to make something like being stuck in one particular situation when there's so many different possibilities. Um, so the coaching has really just helped me, even to because I was working one job and transition out of that job to create my own business. That was the coaching. The coaching that I received myself and just the all the training I had to go through to get my coaching certification helped me to have enough courage and to, to put the steps in place so that I could make the transition that I needed to.
0: That's so awesome. Yeah. I've, I've done some research on it and so many of the life coaches have said how much it's helped them personally. And so, okay. So then we'll ask like, how has it affected your practice and how are, um are you, that's not, I'm going to word it different. So are you able to, Um, I don't know, I don't want to say give better care to your patients, but like have you become a better doctor and you can help them more kind of what you just said, I guess, basically yeah, you answered so it. But. <laughs>
1: it just shifted how I care for patients. Um, I'm able to not just talk to them about their medicine or, oh, you need to eat this. Well, why are you eating what you're eating? Let's try to figure out a structure so that eating in a way that serves your body is easier. Let's figure out what those barriers are, Um, What things might come up that could affect you eating the way that you want to eat. So it's helped me just to be a better doctor overall.
0: That's so awesome. And your patients are really blessed to have you because you have the best smile. You seem like you have wonderful energy and you just seem like you, you care very much. And that's important. And it's important in the industry, like especially oh boy, in the medical uh, aspect because sometimes it's so much hustle bustle. Things are about money. Things are about this. And now with COVID, things have changed a lot. So I think that's beautiful that you're helping uh, the patients, like literally the whole patient. So like in every aspect, mentally, physically, all those things, that is really amazing. And I actually, I don't know if I've ever really heard that before because, like I said, with me being in hospitals, it's all about, you know, it's like one thing to the next and hurry up. The other patients are coming because I'm in a recovery room. So it's not like I have the same patient the whole entire day, like maybe on the floor. So it's very much like, you know, even in a practice though, everybody has appointments and it's like, oh, you got to stay on time and this isn't that. And sometimes you, so you may lose sight of the actual connection with people, and so I think that's beautiful what you're doing. It's amazing, and um, if I lived in, which we'll talk about where you live, if I lived in Florida, I would hit you up. Uh, no, not literally. That's how I talk. Sorry, I would, I would call you.
1: <laughs> I, I figured, I figured that. But honestly, just to go with what you were saying. That was one of the reasons why I shifted more into creating my own coaching business Mm -hmm. because I was in a traditional practice before where I had only 15 minutes for a follow up and 30 minutes for a new patient. And to do everything that's needed, especially in a weight loss clinic in 30 minutes for a new person and 15 for established is almost impossible. Um, And I saw that I was not able to provide the care, the quality of care that I wanted to provide. So, going into coaching just opened up so many more doors for me and creating Brew Wellness Collective, my business, opened up so many new doors for me so that not only can I coach or take care of people in Florida, but really all over because now I'm under the umbrella of being a coach.
0: Beautiful. So, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. How do you help um, people, like, say, like me? So, (laughs) again, this is the most selfish episode I've ever had. I'm so sorry. You're probably like, "My gosh, she talks about herself a lot." But usually, I don't make it all about me, but I'm just asking. So, somebody like me, uh w- how do you do this online? Like what what do we do and how how does that work? Is it like this, like a meeting or something like that or oh, okay?
1: Yeah, very similar. So step one is I figure out what's your why, what's going on with you, what are some of your goals, what are your barriers, like where do you want to be, so we can know what direction we're moving in. What are we call it your pain points? So you mentioned a couple of things you want to lose weight, um, and with that is more of creating the structure around it. So you also talked about sleep, so probably working on the sleep. Trying to figure out the nutrition, because I think you mentioned that earlier as well. Um, Working on the stress. So creating an individualized plan for a client uh, is very important. But that first session, I am just asking questions to learn more about the person that is in front of me. Uh, And we do it through Zoom. And we take an hour, hour and a half, whatever, however long it takes to really get down to the meat of what's going on with that person. Because then from there, Everything can be created and structured, okay. but if I don't understand and know what's going on with you, it's really hard. And sometimes people are like, Ooh, I've never had anyone ask me all these questions. Yeah. Cause you're important. And I want to make sure that I fully understand you.
0: Oh, You're so awesome. So I really, you are like, and I can like, this is going to sound weird, but I can like feel your energy through the computer. Like that sounds weird. I'm not like, no i'm saying i'm psychic or something but i'm just saying like you give off like this wonderful energy so that's really awesome cuz i know some people with the technology of things and um you know they might say oh it's not as personal but no i can feel that you care i can see that you care i your smile like i said is beautiful and i could just see that you're just elated talking about this you're so happy and this is what you're meant to be to do so that's really amazing and is there like a, th- again, personally, uh, Danielle is asking, uh, Tanya, <laughs> name twin, uh, is there an intake form or like, what are the steps <laughs> that we would take? Um, literally, cause I need to hire you. So what, what <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm telling the truth. So what are the steps that somebody would take when they're trying to find you or, um, if you have a website or whatever that is, you can say it now just so we know what to do.
1: So, my website is under construction, but it may okay. actually be done by the time this airs. It's brewwellnesscollective.com. So, that is being constructed now. But until then, you can go on Instagram or on Facebook and type in Brew Wellness Collective. So, B R E W, Brew Wellness Collective. Um, and there is a link tree where you can schedule a discovery call, and we will just, you can just schedule a visit right there. Pretty easy. That's very easy.
0: Okay. woohoo! Uh,
1: <laughs> I like easy.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. The, but, first, uh, or the first like discovery call, of course, is free because I get to know you. I figure out all the stuff. And then we talk about pricing and go through all that and see if it's a fit, see if it's something that works. And if not, you're still left with a lot of information because I don't know. And maybe that's something I'm going to learn as I do this for a long period of time. I don't know how to just be like, oh, well, this is the call and Do you want it or not? I end up doing just like a, a session. You just gonna end up getting the first visit and that's what it is. <laughs> We're going to figure out your why. Maybe point you in the right direction um, and then go from there.
0: Wow. That's really nice of you. and um, And that is rare. So yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's hard to just be like, talk to somebody for two seconds and be like, okay, well, now you have to pay this much. You know, this is how much it's going to be. And then people are like, oh. But because you care so much and you're so genuine and you're authentic, um, I like to say shameless plug because my show is called Authentic Points of View. But uh, so I did totally did not coin the word authentic people, but, <laughs> but I just like to say it. So that's like really shows. And even you talking to us right now, it shows that this is what you're going to get. So I just think that that is is a beautiful thing. It's amazing. I'm so glad that you're doing this. I'm so glad that you came on to talk to us because it really is going to help so many people and you are helping so many people. And so again, I'm serious. I'm going to definitely book that because you already helped me in the last hour. And so I know that, you'll definitely help me. Now, how long do you typically work with a, a client or what? I don't know if you call it patient client, but how long um, are, is each session typically once you start doing the paid ones uh, and how long is it like a year you work with them or to whenever they need basically?
1: Yeah. So Normally my program is either six or 12 weeks. And then of course you can extend that after. I give the six week option because some people aren't used to working with coaches and they're like, I don't know, we'll see. Okay, try six weeks. Anyone can try something for six weeks, okay? (laughs) Well, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I give that six week option really for people who are not sure and okay, try the six week one. Um, But for most people and even- with my own coach is 12 weeks to a year because a lot of this is long-term. Um, but we start out with the 12 weeks. And if you want to take a break and just doing the life stuff and then you want to come back, okay, cool. No problem. Um, and then I do refer to everyone that under my coaching umbrella as clients, because technically as a coach, I'm not your doctor. I'm not right at your labs. I'm not doing all that. So you are my client. And I try to make sure I specify that, but um Luckily, my brain is still the same. Like my, all the knowledge doesn't go away. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now I have my coach hat on. I just have on a different hat, um, which allows me to see different people and talk in a different language. But yes, I use the term client when I talked about people I work with.
0: I thought so. So that's really cool. So, um, wow. I'm just proud of you. Look at all the stuff you've accomplished in what a year, like, I mean, you said that that was a year and you've been doing that just a few months, but to even have your own company already is really amazing and impressive. And it shows that you know what you want and what's good. And then it also shows that your life coaches are helping you, right? So you're taking the knowledge that they're giving you and you're putting it to action and, that's really beautiful. And I honestly didn't know, this is going to sound really goofy and corny. I didn't know that life coaches had coaches, but they do like everyone oh. I've talked to. Yes. They're like, I have several. And even this guy that is a, um, he's a millionaire, but he has like, he controls like almost 200 million in real estate um property. And he has like 10 million himself. And he said to me, I think it was off air. I can't remember if it was during the interview or off air, but he said basically about how he has several coaches and it really helps him. No, I think he did say it on air. He's like, yeah, it helps me get through things and they help you keep uh, accountability for stuff. And so that's really awesome. And somebody that has, um, I can only imagine because for myself again, selfishly, (laughs) but somebody that has like ADD or whatever, or thinking so much, that's a beautiful thing. And it keeps you on track. So I know it's it's got to be helpful because even the people in my life that are important to me, they don't think like I think. So when they give their input, I used to be very defensive. And back in the day, like years ago when I was younger, I'm 40 now. But when I was younger, it was very defensive because I was like, oh, you think something's wrong, wrong with me or something like that. But now I know that The opinions that I'm like, you know, the advice or whatever they're, they're telling me is out of love. So they're just Mm -hmm. trying to help and they can see things from the outside, just like a coach. Right. And so they just don't have a label as a coach or a certification, (laughs) but they really do. They're like my team. Right. So like when my boyfriend says to me, Hey, uh, for example, if I try to clean something, it might take me a whole day because I don't know where to start. But somebody like him can say, okay, well, finish one thing and then go on to the next. But my brain goes a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, right? Yeah. So it's it's good to have that outside um, advice or opinion or whatever, and, and sometimes brutally honest, and you need it though, you know? And so that's, that's the great thing about that. And I'm so glad that you came and talked to us because... Selfish. No, I'm just joking. I I said that probably a hundred times, but no, just because you're going to help so many people and you are helping so many people. I think it's such a beautiful thing and it's much, much, much needed for so, I mean, even if, you know, for instance, maybe somebody's had trauma, but now you can, with their why, you're helping them figure that out. Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm eating a tub of ice cream every single night because I got divorced or uh, somebody passed it or whatever the case may be, you know, and then you can associate the two things together and it makes you more cautious of it. You're like, oh, no, wait, then you can stop yourself. So mm-hmm. you just helped me because I mean, again, you've been helping me the whole time, but I know that it's going to help so many people because that pertains to everything. We all have to eat. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to eat. <laughs> like exactly. We cannot survive without it. So putting those things together is is amazing, and you're so smart, and uh, <laughs> I just think that you're so awesome. Now, do you have any advice? Well, you've given a lot of advice for losing weight, but do you have maybe any advice for someone that um, might want to get into medicine or become a doctor or start a business or anything like that those are two different things but you can say advice for either one you would like or both
1: yeah but before I do that I want to give you an advice on cleaning um please because I I hate cleaning um something about having to clean the whole house whatever. I have someone who actually cleans my house but between cleaning like she's not here every day okay I still have to clean but one thing that's helpful for me. One thing I learned with ADHD, we do really good with urgency. Um, yes. Meaning that, oh, there's a deadline. Let's get this thing done. Yes. So what I do normally is, if I have like, if I have like twenty minutes between a client, I will set a timer and I will try to clean up a room or space as fast as I can. And those okay. 10 to 15, 20 minutes, whatever. And that you, I get so much stuff done versus if I say, oh, when I wake up in the morning, I'm gonna clean the house, I, but I won't. Right. But I, <laughs> but I won't as well. <laughs> so, what I do is I literally set a timer and I'm like, okay, I have to be on this call in 15 minutes. Let me see what I can do. And that's what I do. And I get so much stuff done and I do that like in each room a little bit at a time. So it takes me days to like really straighten up and there's still some stuff that's not really straight. Oh, well, that's life. But when it is, when it's time for me to clean something, that's how I do it.
0: Wow. Thank you. That's really helpful. And you're right. So first of all, I'm a procrastinator, like Mm -hmm. to the Dickens. Uh, second of all, I actually interviewed an ADHD life coach and I've shot him out a few times because he's an amazing person, but Shane helped me out a lot. And so, um, he said that, (laughs) that, um, he does like stuff like that with the Y as well. So like, that's what he works with. But he was saying the reason why with ADHD that you get really like time is hard or we like procrastinate or wait to the last minute is because we don't, the concept of time is different. Mm -hmm. So you might think you have a long time to do something and a long time is really been, Oh, now six days have gone by and it's due tomorrow, you know, but you think you're like, Oh, I have two weeks. And then all of a sudden you lose track of time. Yeah. So that was really cool how he taught me. And I've been trying to be more mindful of that, but, um, so, yeah, you're right. Thank you so much for giving me advice for that. So, um, as far as like, say, a business or if somebody wants to become a life coach, do you recommend any, sorry, I'm moving some around. Do you recommend any like company or um, what steps would you say they should take? Well,
1: one, I would say, whether you're working with a coach or you're just working with somebody else who also has a business, that's important. It doesn't have to be a particular company. It's just having some like-minded people around you. Okay. For example, with me, I before I really started Brew Wellness Collective, I didn't have a lot of entrepreneurs in my circle. But since really being on this journey, now I'm surrounded by them. <laughs> like yeah, everyone I'm with some kind of way they they have their own business or thinking about a business or something like that. And that helps because when you are creating a business, you're thinking a lot different. Your life looks a lot different, mm-hmm. There's different dynamics that somebody who works a more traditional schedule and job, they may not fully understand what's needed. And even the the space to take a break to think. To be creative in your business um, is important. So for me, one thing that's super helpful is podcast or our podcast. I listen to all any kind of business-related podcast or women kind of business-related podcast. I'll totally do. Um, I The coaches that I have, oh, wow, they're all entrepreneurs as well. So they all awesome. help me in my business um, and just keep me on track and focus. But even having a group, because I can say, oh, I want to do blank. But like you said with ADHD, we'll be like, oh, I want to do blank. And then a year has gone and you didn't do it. <laughs>
0: right. That's right.
1: <laughs> that sounds like me too.
0: <laughs> That's exactly. Enough.
1: So whether you're doing this with a coach, you're having like accountability partner, like somebody else trying to start a business and you can tell your dreams and wishes to, that can be very helpful as well. But at least here in Florida, The paperwork of starting a business is relatively easy, but it's more of making sure you create the structure of you being the person creating the business, Mm -hmm. create the structure so that it's sustainable. Because the last thing you want is to create this business and then you're not able to spend any time with your family or you're answering phone calls all the time or you're doing a thousand different little tasks every second of the day because you haven't brought in support. So it's taking the time to create structure within the business so that you can do the things that will make your business flourish. Like for me, I don't like making the graphics for social media, so I got a virtual assistant and she makes sure that I have pretty pictures on my Instagram all the time because I wanna make sure I'm using my brain to be here with you on different podcasts and different YouTube lives or whatever. Um, I want to have my brain energy to be able to be creative. Like just how you gave me that inspiration to do the yoga slash meditation group experience. I have to use my brain to be able to structure that, come up with a plan for it. How am I going to market it? All that. That's something only I can do. Well, technically, I guess I can bring in a company, but more than likely, that's me. That's me being creative. Right. So everything else, I try to either have like a day where I do all the little tiny things or I ask my virtual assistant to help me, but really making a lot of space to make sure you have time to be creative.
0: That's it's really good advice because it's very hard sometimes to make a life work balance. Mm -hmm. And so that's, it's very important though, because, uh, even today, my nine year old, and I'm brutally honest, um, <laughs> I tell people my business, uh, I say I put my business in the streets too much, but, <laughs> but today my daughter was like, I miss you. I don't get to see you. And so, uh, the last couple nights at the hospital, I had to stay over. We switched computer systems. So it's been hectic. And so I haven't really seen her. And I was off today, but I was so exhausted that I slept a lot, and she was in school and then then we had to go do something and then now then I was like doing stuff on the computer for the podcast, so it is a balance, and I told her, "You know, I'm so sorry, and I was like, once I get everything going, hopefully the whole goal is to be able to be around for the kids more, and I have older kids too so That's the goal is to be able to support your family, love, do what you love and help others. And that's exactly what I want to do as well. But you have to balance it because like you said, burnout is real. Like you will get, you can get burnout and you're not going to help nobody, not yourself, not anybody, not clients, not your customers, whatever your business is or whatever you're doing. You can't help anyone or my patients at work when, you know, and so That's the thing—is balancing it, and that's the awesome thing about coaches. Like they can help you learn different strategies, and just like you said, with entrepreneurs, bouncing ideas off of each other is so amazing. Like it helps. Like you literally can say, you know, I thought about this for your business, and you—you guys all probably don't have the same exact business, so you can help each other in that standpoint. And it's really—it's really great to have that, um, like a, I don't want to say like a team, but like a village kind of, you know, and it's awesome. And it's, it's out of love. It's not out of like competition or what anything like that. It's just like, Hey, I thought about this. I think it would be great for, you know, just like you said, with the yoga and meditation, I think that would be awesome because I would definitely join and it would help a lot of people. And so those are the things that that's the whole point. I feel like everybody has a purpose, but I feel like, you know, a lot of our purposes are to help, like, just like what you're doing. This is what I did. I lost this weight, you know, and now I can help you do it with, the you know, the obesity clinic or whatever. And in your business, I can help you apply these things that I've done the hard way, right? You learned the hard way, but I can give you a little cheat code now. You know, <laughs> like but the person has to apply it to their life. You can tell them all day that what do they say? You can leave uh something to water. Who are you gonna lead to water? And they A horse. De- to water? A horse. <laughs> I look at a deer. I don't know why. <laughs> An I don't lead a de- yeah. a antelope, a deer, I don't care. Any kind a horse, a cow, I don't <laughs> farm animals. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny a dog a cat uh <laughs> lead anybody to the water a person i don't know and what they they might not you know they got to drink it that's the person you know so but um thank you so much so 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 much for uh giving this amazing advice and basically we just had a free session and thank you sorry <laughs> I feel guilty now for taking up your time and you but that's exactly what you did you you taught us uh, a lot of important steps and things that you've done and it's it's really a great thing that you're doing and you're helping so many people and it's really cool that you can do it virtually because now you can touch so many people you don't have to be in Florida and now I can just reach you know so many people in 60 mile radius or whatever the case may be and so that's that's really I think you're awesome and tell your husband thank you for being a teacher
1: oh yes absolutely it's very
0: hard <laughs> I'm sure so you guys both have really important jobs and how does he feel about your business does he help at all or is he involved or
1: Yeah so at first he was a little bit like what Wait, you, you're going to do you're <laughs> going gonna to leave your your full time job and you're not quite sure what you're going to do yes yeah <laughs> yeah so Good. it took him a little moment to adjust as anyone would like What's totally that? normal response for him um, but now he's on it. He sees that this is not just like a, a fleeting idea, it is something that is very tangible. He sees that I am helping people. Um, he sees that I'm doing different podcasts. So he's on board. He um, always is trying to connect me to different people that he knows. Aww. He's like, oh, well, you should talk to such and such, or he'll uh, share some of my posts. Um, so, and I think he gets some of the coaching benefits too, even though he doesn't know it. I don't really wear my coaching (laughs) hat at home, but occasionally if needed, I'll I'll put my coaching hat on. So I think he's benefited from the changes that I've made as well.
0: That's awesome. And I'm sure, like you said, like you're more, you're probably more calm. You're more happy. You're when you're fulfilling your purpose, you just feel good. Right. And so that's Mm -hmm. good. And that's got to help in the household. Um, because yes. nobody wants a stressed, tense person in the household. <laughs> and that's what the hustle and bustle of sometimes, and it is not only about the medical field, but any career Um, you can do when you're there, like every day, say you're at the clinic every single day, eight, 10 hours a day. Uh, that's a lot. It's a lot on you physically, mentally, everything. So that's that's awesome. And, um, but like you said, it it does it's beneficial to whoever's around you because even with like meditating and yoga because you just feel this sense of like maybe like peace and then everybody feeds off of each other's energy so if somebody's always negative it uh, as much as you don't want it to it can affect you or vice versa right if somebody's always positive hopefully it's like it rubs off on the other person so yay Danielle, you're so awesome. Thank and I love you. your name.
1: <laughs> I love your name too. Just FYI, your name. So if I have a daughter, I'm not pregnant, but if I ever do have a daughter, I want to name her Danielle. And I'm going to call her DJ because she's going to be my junior. Danielle Jr. Well, it's kind of my junior, but whatever. Oh. Her name might be Danielle if my husband allows, which I don't think he will, but it might be my daughter oh, will be no. named Danielle. That's so awesome. Speak
0: it out. That so he and please listen uh agree with her her husband because it's awesome. Yeah. Because so many guys get to have juniors if they want. Yeah. So why can't we? It'll be good. I'm excited yeah. for you. I hope it works out. <laughs> you got to keep in touch and let me know. So, thank you so much. Like I'm so serious. I I'm so excited. I'm so happy for you and your journey and where it's going to go and your company and all the millions of people that you're going to help. And you're just really making a difference. You're, you're taking your life and the stuff that you've learned and you're not only applying it to your life, you're helping everybody else do that. And it's amazing. And like I said, you're, you're just, you're smiling. You're so, you seem so happy and Why wouldn't somebody want a coach like that? Of course we would. Because sometimes in jobs, okay, I'm not calling it a job, but whatever, your career, your business. Sometimes people are like doing a thing that you think like, do they even like it? Because, you know, they just seem like grouchy or something. And you're like, are you okay? You know, and I know we all have bad days. Okay, Mm -hmm. I do too. Learning this new system at work, has been I'm not been... I'm not going to say I've been a bad nurse because I'm not, but I have not been able to focus on the things I need to because I'm trying to learn the darn computer system. So, and I hate that because that's not me. I don't like not being like me, you know, but anyway, so yeah, so those things are important. So, Tanya, I cannot wait. Do you have any other things that you, like any other links or is that you just told us all of them already?
1: Yeah. So if you want to find me, go on Facebook or Instagram, brew wellness collective, uh, brew B R E W wellness collective. And you'll be able to find me on Instagram and Facebook. And then by the time this airs, hopefully my website will be done brew wellness collective.com.
0: Okay. And that's so awesome. And you said there's like a little thing where we can, um, schedule. Mm -hmm. uh, Okay.
1: There's a link in the bio. It's one of those link trees. Where okay. you can you just click on it and it goes to my calendarly. Is it calendarly or calendar? Yeah,
0: calendar. Yeah, I'm gonna get one of those too. Whatever it's yeah. called, calendarly. It you schedule it and then we have a session whenever it gets
1: scheduled.
0: Yay! I'm so excited. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you so much, and um, you and I will definitely keep in touch. But I would love to have you come on, maybe like at the one year mark of your um, business and just talk about, yeah. And like, let's see how, how well it's going and what all you've added because I'm sure you're going to keep growing and growing and growing. So I'm so proud of you and I think you're amazing. And first of all, I'm proud of you for losing that much weight because I know personally it is hard and it's also hard to keep it off. So that's awesome that you're, you're doing all those things and uh and it's awesome that you went to school for that many years oh my gosh <laughs> that's a lot of years <laughs> yeah right i know you look so young i'm like you started school when you were 10 i don't know <laughs> she's a genius she started med school at 10 no i'm <laughs> just joking uh dookie hauser there she exactly. is no. <laughs> all right well thank you tan Danielle. you're so cool and um I we will talk to you again and you have a great night.
1: Appreciate Thank you. So you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks for listening to authentic points of view podcast. I hope that something you heard today changes your point of view. If you would like to share your views, please email me at authenticpoints of at gmail.com or leave a comment on Facebook at Authentic Points of View Podcast. Remember, always be mindful of other people's journeys and have open ears and an open heart. listening to authentic points of view podcast i hope that something you heard today changes your point of view if you would like to share your views please email me at authenticpointsofview at gmail.com or leave a comment on facebook at authentic points of view podcast remember always be mindful of other people's journeys and have open ears and an open heart